Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 10 of Mixtaping Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is the sensational Michelle Brazier. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 10th case of Mixtaping Identity. My guest this week is writer, director, comedian, just all-round superstar, Michelle Brazier. I'm really, really excited about this episode. Michelle was so generous with her time, especially considering that you know, she was out the night before and we did this in the morning, her time. Um, and I was really excited about the playlist as well. You know, as an Irishman, it was a bit of an educational experience, uh, being taught a little bit about Irish folk from someone at the opposite end of the world. But yeah, it was a, an awful lot of fun, the, the playlist, and... The episode in the chat is is fantastic. If you're new to the show here, then please go and follow us on the socials. You can listen to the the playlist in advance. We tend to release those on a Monday and then release the podcast on the Thursdays. So you can find us at Mixtaping Identity on Instagram, and that's the best way to get across all the all the new releases and all the news as and when it comes up. Just a quick note before we get into the episode: there's a part in this conversation when we're discussing the song "Rootless Tree." that Michelle asked me a question that unbeknownst to her actually has a very very sad answer and it's not something that I want to share publicly so I didn't include it in the podcast but I did have a chat with Michelle about it so around that part of the discussion the editing may seem a little bit choppy and and that's the reason for it and um, you're not missing out on anything it's just it's a sad story and not something that I'm ready to to share publicly so that's all that is Anyway, we'll get on with the episode here. So this is episode 10 of Mixtape Identity with Michelle Brazier. First of all, how, how often do you actually listen to music at the moment? I listen to music every day. Um, it, I, I don't know where I would be without music I wouldn't be able to I mean what a thing to say well I don't know where I'm me without music but it's true I mean I'd be so depressed there's only so many podcasts you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll not take that as a personal attack um <laughs> and when you're listening to music then are you trying to find new stuff or are you going back to old familiar music or what's the what are your go-to I, def- I try to find I try to find new stuff but I very much go back to old gold all the time Mm -hmm. I really there's a period of my life that I hold on to really tightly and I like the musically I hold on to really tightly and I just love and I refuse to move on from even though I love lots of different types of music and you know I'm a musician so I I have to love a lot of different types of music but there's there's a certain era that I just will always go back to that I will always there's I have a playlist that is my playlist I just put on when the sun comes out and I, I have time to sit in it like yeah I, I am a bit of a repeat a repeat offender right okay so it tends to be playlists then that you have rather than albums or is there a variety to that no it's 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 a bit of both this that particular one is a playlist but in general it is out actually albums okay mm. um so what's, what's the first music that you uh, bought or owned uh the first music I bought I'm pretty sure was Phantom of the Opera the soundtrack Excellent. or Hanson Middle of Nowhere. It's one of the okay. <laughs> one of the two. Okay. Or it could have been on the same day. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So we got both of those on the list. That's great. 
Um, <laughs> and what's the best? What's the best live performance you've seen? Or the best live show? Oh wow! Oh, the best. I reckon the best live show I've seen is uh, the Swell Season um, mm-hmm. at the Art Centre in Melbourne. Um, it was it was gorgeous. It was quite a small room. And I think it was just, it was the day that Barack Obama was elected and there was all this hope in the world. Right. Um, Remember that. And uh, Yeah. And they did this gorgeous, um, Corraldo and it was gorgeous and it was just really all encompassing. The sound was gorgeous and everyone felt the same. And Glenn Hansard always gets people to sing, which is something I always do in my shows because, you know, it's something that I'm so worried as a society we lose. So it, it, it really encapsulated all the things I love about live music you know mistakes and and harmonies and and just fucking going for it you know it was really gorgeous excellent okay so we'll we'll jump into the into the playlist then so the first song song number one is the song you fell in love with straight away so yours is wake up by arcade fire yes oh what a song right yeah absolutely what a fucking song (laughs) i'd never heard them before I was at there's a festival in Australia called Big Day Out uh-huh. and it's just it's everyone's first festival because it's a festival you don't camp at like you just go for one day sure um, and so you can go when you're a teenager maybe if you someone's parent wants to take a bunch of you then you can kind of go or if someone's brother is 18 mm-hmm. um, you can go to this festival and it's really fun and you know it's got all these huge bands and I went with my beautiful best friend and this was I think like I think I was about 18. I'm not 100% sure, but I was like, it, it felt like the end of something. So I want to say I was 18. Mm-hmm. And I was with my best friend who I truly, truly loved. Like we were so in love. We'd never dated, but we're, we're just so... I I loved myself when I was around him and he felt the same way. And I just I just admire everything about him still. I think he's a wonderful person. And, and we had had enough of everybody else and we decided we'd spend the day together and I had not heard Arcade Fire and he grabbed my hand and he said, there's a band that you will fucking love playing right now. Mm. And he ran me up to the front and we ducked and weaved and they got right to the front just as that song started. And just the way it's... And like, I love, I'm a sucker for harmonies and group singing and, you know, large sound. And I just... It just made it fucking knocked my socks off. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. I, that's unbelievable that your first time hearing Arcade Fire is is, is seeing them live. And it was the perfect way to hear them. That's it was so good. Yeah, I'm so so glad. There's some things I do with that deliberately that now because of that experience. I I've never considered that, but that's it. Yeah, because I try to do that with film. Like I try to go to the cinema without seeing the trailer. Yeah, but that's right, like that's, that's right. another level. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, you're really committing. <laughs> you really are. Um, yeah, <laughs> you could be, you could be in for a surprise. Um, but yeah, I thought I love that. I think that's great. It's just so nice. Yeah, there's also something incredibly romantic and powerful in someone saying, "Here is something that I know that you're going to enjoy," and then being right. Yeah, like someone recommending yeah. something to you and like understanding you and yeah your taste and your personality and everything so yeah yeah it's so nice and also you know to, to do that show to see that band and that song and to be running do you know like the movement mm. of mm-hmm. it to be running with 
your best friend to the front and you're 18 like it was gorgeous it was so wonderful cinematic <laughs> lovely love that <laughs> song two then is a song that took you a while so yours was sign of the times by harry styles yeah so i didn't know so obviously there's this huge thing about harry styles right now mm-hmm. because he's sort of queer coded and um so everyone likes him and i i love his fashion stuff but i didn't i wasn't into one direction i think i was a little bit either too young or i, I it wasn't my i just missed it you mm-hmm. know like it was there but it wasn't for me and i also i never liked like boy bands that much like i liked five right. <laughs> but that was kind of like a retro fun i didn't I never really loved and fell in love with those boys like yeah, sure. the other girls did. I think I thought myself above it. Mm. And so with One Direction, I didn't listen to them. He's from One Direction, right? Or am I speaking? Yeah, no, no. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I didn't listen to them. And, and so I didn't, you know, that was this whole thing. Mm. And then he came out and he was very famous. He was the famous one, the handsome one. And it's like, okay, that's great. And then I heard that song multiple times on the radio and I just started to I didn't realise it was by him and I didn't realise what it was it started to grow on me and then one day I was like fuck this is such a good song what a classic Mm. I don't write songs like this anymore and then I looked it up and I was like this is Harry Styles this is a recent release because it feels like a power ballad yes it feels like it's written by Elton John yeah it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't I mean I don't know if Harry Styles actually wrote it I didn't look that up but um if you did, fucking kudos. What a, what a fantastic person. I think he's doing great stuff for the queer community. And I also just, you know, I find, what a great song. Do you like that song? Do you know that yeah, song? no, I think it's unbelievable. I, very, very similar Ooh. sort of, very similar journey with um, with Harry Styles in that, I, I, I'll just say, I did think of myself above One Direction because I just, I personally cannot stand Simon Cowell and Pop Idol, all that kind of like, are they from a TV show? Yeah, they're from X Factor in the UK. Um, okay. So the, 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 their story was basically there were five guys who turned up to the auditions were deemed to not be good enough as solo artists and then they just sort of clumped them together in the audition process and put them through as Now, a I wonder if that's true. I, I, I doubt wonder, it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder... Just because I had a friend... Yeah, I mean, I've, I have friends in the music industry who've had these things happen and it's just so funny the way that they will reverse engineer a story yeah Yeah, Um, absolutely you know try and make it organic and yeah it just it can fucking break you yeah yeah the music industry is so cruel especially in pop it's i mean no that's not true it's it's cruel it's very cruel yeah but that that was their that was their story essentially and then so you have this sort of yeah corporate uh boy band essentially producing frankenstein together yeah and then and they're the producing sort of mass-produced pop which you know if that's your thing fine it just wasn't for me i love pop music yeah i, I think it's fantastic but yeah they i just never heard any of their songs that caught me right i adore pop music so fun mm. fantastic <laughs> um, <laughs> <What> a treat <laughs> well done pop music um, and then yeah Harry came out of it and then he I think initially he was sort of doing the same sort of stuff that One Direction were doing and then there was just this point where he started doing his own thing and I think Sign of the Times was one of that one of those first songs where I was like okay actually this guy is unbelievable um, he also did uh, didn't he do The Chain with um, Stevie Nicks did he? yeah um, 
Oh, I'd love to hear that. I love Stevie Nicks. Um, she like she was one of the first people I think that was like a massive supporter of his. So like, that's fantastic. I mean, you need these things. Yeah. It's like um, you know, Dolly Parton really lending a public face, even though she's like her godmother to Miley Cyrus. Yeah, gave her this air of legitimacy and her doing these great, gorgeous vocals and mm. um, what's the beautiful man who does the jazz albums with Lady Gaga what is his name legitimate musician I've forgotten anyway I really do like it when um, when that happens when people go this person's talented yeah and you know they're not the, the older and more established musician is not jaded and mm-hmm. not doesn't roll their eyes at a young young person yeah really, 100% I hate I hate cynicism yeah but I, I had a I had a moment with Harry Styles where he was he was performing in um there's an award ceremony in the UK that he was um, he was performing at, and I think it was around about the time where he started to he started to get to that point where he's like, I'm gonna wear what I want, and he had this sort of lacy um, white number that he was wearing, and his stage was set up where he had the this grand piano with water just flowing off the side of it, and oh wow, the, the area that he was in was gradually filling with water over the course of the song he was performing. So he oh. was just sitting playing piano, performing this song. Um, I would love for you to send me a yeah, video yeah, of this, yeah. please. I will, I'd uh, love to see this. I will. I will make notes. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the first moment where I was like, I, I remember watching that, and I, I probably was still quite cynical about Harry Styles at the time. But I remember turning to my wife with, when we watched that, and was like, I loved everything about that. That was mm. beautiful. It was insane. That's great. That's um, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, song three, then, is the song from your introduction to music. So you've touched on this already. So this is The Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Yes. What a tune. <laughs> I went... I, uh, I, I, The Phantom of the Opera was the first musical I ever saw. My parents took me when I was very young. Okay. Uh, we went to the city. We went to a musical. And I loved musicals. I didn't know anything about them. I wasn't like most people who move into a career like mine where you know all the musicals and you know you know all the actors and everything I just knew Grease and I just loved it and I loved singing and I I loved acting and and I just desperately wanted to know more about musicals and my beautiful parents who know nothing about <laughs> musicals <laughs> took me to Sydney took me to see this show which is not a you know it meant so much because they they weren't that well off really mm. and tickets are very expensive and but it's, it was just gorgeous, and I, I loved the drama of it, and the costume, and the the um, the chandelier crash. But the biggest thing for me that really hit home about this show was the um, the character that's like the friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could play the friend. I didn't want to play the lead. I wanted to play the friend because whenever she left stage, I was like, I wonder where she's going. I wonder where. Mm. I wonder what her character's doing now. And I was so interested in her. And I think, in a way, that's what made me want to do comedy and do a bit more interesting roles, even though she's not a funny role. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just found the ingenue to be very boring um, because all she was doing was, like, singing for this dead sort of ghost man. Right. And I was like, ugh, boring. And I didn't like love stories, so I was very, very bored by her. But this other woman, I was like, oh, she's a ballerina, fantastic, what a dream. Like, I just loved her, and I it really changed me at the drama of the music. I'm aware that Andrew Lloyd Webber writes you know 
exclusively 80s music for no matter what period he's <laughs> writing for. Like, sure. I'm not here to say he's a genius. I mean, I'm sure he's, he's definitely done very well. But, you know, I, I'm not one to rush out to the latest Andrew Lloyd Webber, but that musical I just adore. I love it so much. Amazing. Uh, song four, then, is a song that makes you happy. So yours is Ease Your Mind by Faber Knitter. I think that's how to say it. Yeah, he's Icelandic, so it's very hard. I'm saying it quickly and confidently. To know. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's done. Yeah, it's a really beautiful, really beautiful song. Mm. It's so sweet. I don't know how I found him, but he's he's someone I go back to all the time. I love his music. Actually, I think he did. Uh, a duet with Marquetta of said her name a Glover who sings with Glenn Hansard and is in Once and um, and I think that's maybe how I found this man but he's gorgeous and so wholesome and, and um, he seems really funny but I don't speak the same language as him but some some of the this song's in English but it's just gorgeous I, I really love he also has another song called Baby Would You Marry Me mm-hmm. That is just so sweet, and while the world world burns as well, I think he's just fantastic, and he should be huge. He should be huge. What sort of um, such a beautiful song? Was this song that makes you happy? So, what sort of what do you what do you typically feel when you're listening to this song, or what sort of mood are you trying to go for when this when the song's on? Well, I think it's just like for starters, I I I always sing nice harmonies to this song that make me happy and I just find it really peaceful I find it really calming right because for me you know I'm I'm always so busy I'm always running around a bit there's a lot going on and there's often times where I'm on top of the world mm. but for me that's not necessarily what happiness is for, for me happiness is like a calm um a calm place where I'm just sort of in, you know, a warm bath mm. with a calming song and a candle and like my dog is there next to me. Like it's just, and this is that. This song feels like a hug. It feels like a safe space. It feels like a place where you don't have to be on. Right. It's just such a beautiful song. And it also kind of reminds me of of being young and, and of breakups. I think it got, helped me get through my, one of my last breakups and it's just very sweet and and it has this beautiful message of like it's fine and and you will make mistakes and and they don't they they do not matter Mm. everything's fine it just makes me feel small um and I like to feel small I like to feel insignificant and um uh, yeah contained right so just lets you take a minute does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah, obviously, I think a lot of people, I guess, would choose a song that makes them like dance or you know. Yeah. Um, but I really just love to feel that warm wash of a of a hugging song. <laughs> I think that makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're in an indus- in, in an industry where there is so much like up and down, and it's, I think, I guess you have to feel everything very in- intensely to perform yeah. and to make people laugh and as you said to be on all the time so I can yeah. I can see that being a moment where you get to you get to just be off and you get to just be yourself and not have to perform I guess but I think that yeah. makes sense okay good <laughs> yeah I just I think I, I often feel very very large yeah um I'm very like aware of being in a room and not and people knowing I'm in that room mm. 
or you know in a tram or whatever like yeah and uh, so I I like moments where I can feel like just you know a, a teenager from from Wagga in New South Wales right who is just sitting having to listen to some music I don't know it's just it's just nice excellent a song that makes you sad then is Leave by Glenn Hansard yeah what a fucking song oh my god I just it's just it's the vocals in this song and the the writing the lyrics are gorgeous and it just it's it, it got me this one was like my very first um breakup song mm. which was I was going through this breakup this is the same time you know the the man who led me to arcade fire right. my beautiful best friend I had moved to Melbourne and my boyfriend at the time was in Wagga and my best friend had moved to Sydney because I had moved to Melbourne and we'd said that we were going to move to Melbourne to Sydney together after a year we said we're going to travel for a year together and then I got into this art school that was very sort of prestigious and hard to get into and I thought it would take a few years but I got straight in and so I had to go Mm -hmm. Um, but he didn't get in and so I had to go and then I'd sort of betrayed our plans or whatever and he was like well I guess I'll go to Sydney and I was just so sad because I, a, I was going through this breakup with this idiot who broke up with me halfway through Pirates of the Caribbean and had dreadlocks and was white and um, and like and, and that was sad but I, I didn't love him I didn't want to be with him anymore anyway I tried to break up with him a few times I was in love with my best friend not that I wanted to I really didn't want to be his girlfriend but I just was so in love with him and so attached to him and I just adored him Mm. and then he was on the other side of the world I mean I I had I also had another best friend who was also still stuck in Wagga and these were my two people that I felt so very connected to sort of romantically in a friendship way and I just felt so ripped apart from them and I felt like I'd abandoned them and one of them I didn't feel quite so bad about but this the one who went to Sydney he went there, he started dating someone and he sort of stopped talking to me a little bit and it felt like he was dating someone because I had left a hole and he was filling it sort of uh, on purpose, sort mm. of to go, well, fuck you, I don't need you, you know. But Because we were 18 and it would have hurt that he didn't get into the school and, and I'm sure there was a lot going on and I, I don't think that he would have wanted to be with me either but we just really did love each other so very much and I think that song was sort of that and I would always think about him with that song because he was a gorgeous singer as well um and it just really it rips me apart that song I think it's so fucking beautiful and 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 wonderful I just I really love it and like obviously being 18 the drama in the song like Mm. it's like oh this doesn't matter like this is not about this this is about a real adult relationship but at the time Mm. it feels so wonderful to lean into it and to to feel all of that emotion through your you know tiny teenage brain that's not finished yet and it's so such a wonderful time to hear music when you're a teenager Mm. is this i mean so obviously we'll get into the rest of the playlist but i think six of your 15 songs are irish musicians or irish folk musicians is this is this where that started uh, no, it was Damien Rice, okay. I think, who who started this. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing was about this song, like, as you say, was um, the thing that really, really struck me um, 
was the the emotion in the performance mm. which yeah i don't hear an awful lot of in a lot of music no um yeah and that's stupid i hate that i always i will always you, you know we're storytellers we should be telling the fucking story mm. it shouldn't be that's why i'm so upset about auto like overtuned things right um because there's no bones in them there's no guts there's nothing that hurts there's nothing that it's not costing anything and i think i mean because i'm a singer so i think just vocally it really should feel like it's something because i think you're if people are watching you and listening to you they you you owe them that human experience you your job is to remind them of all the things they have and all the things they'll lose and all the time they're running out of like i just it doesn't have to be sadness but it has to be something that's in there and and he does that so well glenn hansard does that so well Mm. And I, I don't know if I picked it up from him or, you know, from theatre. And I, I hate so much music theatre because I think it's so fucking cookie cutter and they don't do that. And the sound design's always awful. And it's never loud enough um, in the theatre. It's never immersive. It never feels how it should, except with Eve Blake's Fangirls, who was a friend of mine. She did a fantastic job of her show. Um, and I really fucking felt something. I felt excited, but I just... Yeah, I really ad- adore that, and the w- the way it builds and it's gorgeous. Mm. He uses his his instruments so well, and he doesn't think about it. Um, he's not thinking about his singing; mm. he's thinking about the story. That that's definitely something you can tell when you're watching a musician or listening to someone who is. I know how wanky this is going to sound, but like at one with. Oh my god, I've been wanking this whole time. Like, I'm meant to be a comedian. I'm here just being like, it's 8.30 in the morning. But someone who's at one with whatever they're playing, and it is just, like, natural to them. They're just, like, you can, like, they're they're feeling whatever they're feeling, and then it's just coming out through song or Mm. whatever they're playing. And I, I really felt that when I was, when I was listening to this. And this is uh, yeah. Glenn Hansard is is not someone I've come across. Like I was familiar with, really. Yeah, like I'm familiar with the with the frames and um, mm. I yeah I've heard I've heard bits and pieces, but um, this this was a song that really struck me, and I'll definitely be getting into more of that for sure. Yeah, it's very special. Yeah. My my brother showed me the frames. Mm. Um, when I was younger, he he loved the frames. My brother showed me once, actually. Right. Okay. So, yeah, he. I think he introduced me to Glenn Hansard. Excellent. In fact, he definitely did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, song six, then a song to relax to is "Amor's Dream" by uh, Colm McNamara. Yes, I gave you an Irish name to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're really testing me here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I adore. I adore this song. This is this. Um, Many of his albums are just stacked on a playlist. That playlist that I talk about, yeah. that I put on when the sun is out. I sit in the sun. I pat my dog. I I read a book. I it's my time to to just recharge. I I adore I adore his work. I saw him first with um with Glenn Hansard. So I told you, there's a specific period, time period and and collection of musicians that I just adore, and and yeah. it's a, a lot of strings from them, but. I um I saw him with the swell season playing with the swell season and he did this loop pedal version of this song um and it was just so beautiful and so precise and it just sung in the room you know the musicality is just 
gorgeous. I love it when strings sound like vocals and when vocals sound like strings mm. and and it's just so it's so beautiful this this song and this whole album. But I know I know it's um it's weird. It's something I'll, I'll put it on and people will be like, Michelle, what what's this? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh, look, listen, fair enough. Um, but I just I really adore it and I find it really calming and nice. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean I totally agree. And there, there is a there is a thing now where like there is there is a lot of judgment when it comes to music, particularly when it's not something that that you can hear on the radio typically. Um, yeah, like composition pieces. Like uh, there's a couple of couple of these playlists I've done where where people have picked like or- orchestral music or things are just a little bit different. And I could see that being something that you wouldn't if you're in the fr- in your in the car with your friends. It's not something you would put on the aux cable for fear of someone <laughs> yeah. saying like what what are you doing what are you, like put on Coldplay or something but um <laughs> but one of my friends um Naomi has caught me out a few times now whenever she's in my car I put on just like black pink because I know she'll be happy with that. <laughs> like you'll like this I'll like this let's go woohoo <laughs> that's not what I want to drive to but yeah. let's do it too fast too furious let's dance but then but think things like this if you're looking for like a, a chilled vibe there are certain there are certain songs that you can get you can get that from but I do feel certain composition pieces something like this is something that lets you feel that in a much more intense way much more real way but there is still a lot yeah. of judgment around it which is which is strange um, yeah and that's kind of one of the things I'm trying to talk about quite a lot with this project is that is that trying to remove judgment from people's music tastes you know people are into whatever they're into and if it's if it's Blackpink fine if it's Glenn Hansard and some violin pieces then that's <laughs> even better but but yeah no it's it's a it's a really really beautiful song and again not, not something I was familiar with which Oh, great. I know you didn't, I'm glad you didn't know I, I was Irish before we arranged you. this. So. <laughs> I know, and I did, but I just sent you so much Irish stuff. That, um, yeah, it, I was embarrassed after I found out that you were Irish because I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I I was like, I just assumed that these were all like mainstream Irish musicians. Like, I felt like um, you had sent me a playlist full of like Kylie Minogue. Like, that's what I felt <laughs> like I'd done to you. <laughs> No, no, so does it make you feel better knowing that I didn't? I knew very little of it. it. Yeah, it makes me feel. Yeah, oh, right. it makes me feel like I'm really smart. Yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's what we're aiming for. Like I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> song mm-hmm. seven is the song from your preteen years, and yours is "Man from Milwaukee" by Hanson. Again, we've touched on. <laughs> yeah, well, what a fantastic song. Yeah. Um, I love this song because what the fuck is going on with this song? No clue. What? What on earth is happening here? It's so funny. Yeah. What is it? What is it about? What is going on? Is it about a man who... Is it about a homeless man? What is this about? Is he... And are we making fun of... What is this song? Like, it's just so funny. And then the bit where they're on the on the walkie-talkie in a video clip and he's like, Baby bird, this is something bird. It's like, what the fuck are you three brothers doing? <laughs> Right now, with your time, they're so. Hanson is so funny. Mbop is very funny. My theory about Mbop is that they got in, like they were like, and then the chorus is sort of like this. These are the verses, and then the chorus is sort of like Mbop, do whatever, do sort of sounds like that. 
and we'll we'll figure out the lyrics. We'll fi- figure out the lyrics in the, in the studio. And they got to the studio and they went, "Fuck, we didn't write lyrics." And then they just did that. Yeah, like that's they're just so funny when they would they're normal because they came into life when we were young. But when you think about them, they're so fucking weird. And I bet you one of them owns a gun. They're really weird. And I just, I adore them. They're very funny and, and, and great harmonies. Yeah. Weird voices. Good for them. <laughs> truly. So strange. <laughs> um, yeah, because that, that's one of the things I was listening, when I was listening to this, it was like, so is it, when, when at the, because at the end they're like, I'm, uh, I've been sitting to, I'm talking on my old, uh walkie-talkie and I'm talking to Mars because now they believe him. Yeah, so like, is he a man from Milwaukee or is he from Mars? Like, And and is is he them? Is there a man inside all of us from Milwaukee talking to Mars <laughs> on a yellow walkie-talkie? You know? Possibly. It's these great philosophical questions mm. that Hansen posed to us in the 90s. Yeah. That we will carry through, <laughs> through to the next generation, and hopefully they'll be able to answer. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> so again, looking at the at the lyrics, so um, I don't know if you, if if you've uh, paid much attention to the lyrics recently, but I know those goddamn lyrics. Yeah. So there's a, there's a bit in it where he says he's from where he's from is called Albertine, where they use more than ten percent of the brain. But you couldn't tell it from the way they behave. They run around in underwear and they never shave. And they never shave. Is that like... It, <laughs> is he talking about Aberdeen, do you think? <laughs> but is that the weirdest thing they could think of? Like, what's what's the strangest I behavior mean, you can imagine? Imagine someone didn't shave. It's so funny. That's crazy. But also just like the, the little hook, the little like, mm, maybe I'm hallucinating, yeah. hyperventilating, letting this big tall bald man sitting here tell me about the sky. What a great, like, it's so catchy. Yeah. It's so weird. That's oh, great. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then you mentioned um, Mbop there. Um, again, have you, have you mm. paid attention to, you mentioned about the lyrics? I know every lyric. The, the verse is like, because I, I, I never paid attention to it once. And then, um, uh, do you know Alex Horn? The, um, mm, have, you, have you ever seen no. Taskmaster, the UK show? Oh yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. He has a like a, a musical based podcast, and he does all these like weird and silly musical games. And he just read out the lyrics to this once, and he had to like try and guess what the song was. <laughs> So it's like you have so many relationships in this life, only one or two will last. You go through all the pain go and strife. Go through all the pain and strife. Yeah, but it's so dark. Turn your back and they're gone so fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me who will still care? Mm, ba, ba, ba. Yeah. What? I know, it's such a boppy song. <laughs> what are you talking so about? So long to the ones who really care. In the end, they'll be the only ones there. <laughs> it's such a funny... When you get old, start losing your hair. They're obsessed with hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... They're obsessed. So intense. They're great. Yeah. And they've tried to make Mbop a, a time frame, sort of a measure of time. It's fantastic. What an incredible, innovative young <laughs> men group. <laughs> I, can, well I can only imagine what they're up to today. <laughs> I think they're still making music, but I, I, I imagine it's like for the, I don't know, NRA or like <laughs> some Christian group. I'm just making an assumption. I don't know if that's true. Okay. Okay. But I don't think they're vaccinated. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
the disclaimer's in there, so we'll not get sued. It's fine. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, they're not vaccinated. Um, song eight is a cover, and yours, uh, your choice is The Old Triangle by Damien Dempsey. I love The Old Triangle very much. The first time I heard it was, again, at that Swell Season concert live. Mm. I love Irish music. I'm really sorry. I'm like really muscling on your territory, but you must understand that half of my background is Irish. Um, and my brother loved it and my mum loves it. And I, we, you know, my brother and I used to go to Irish pubs in Australia and join those jams and sing and take a verse. And I just I really love that culture. And I wish that we had more of it here. Mm. That said, I mean, I'm sure, um, I don't know what it's like in Ireland, but in in Irish bars here and in Irish bars in Scotland it is very lovely and wholesome so I don't know what it's like over there I haven't been I haven't been uh yeah yeah I do you want it's 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 a weird thing for me is that it's not really part of the culture that I've uh been that connected with um yeah right and ah oh, fuck why not we'll get into it. um so I'm actually from Northern Ireland which I don't know if you know the much of the history, but there's a very sharp divide. Between, I do. Yeah. Uh, yes, I've seen the beautiful game by Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, no, I understand. Right. I know my um, um, yeah, one of my um, great, 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 great grandfathers um was like pre, um, IRA. Okay, right. Mm. So we'd be on the the other side of the divide and it's not something i'm invested in whatsoever but it does mean that part of the the culture means that that that, that sort of irishness is something that's mm-hmm. that was i'm trying i'm trying to put this in a way that doesn't make my parents sound like bigots um because they're not but the you're ingrained in the culture in such a way that like irish language irish culture irish singing songs of which a lot of this is, is songs about like the IRA and Republicans and, and the sort of the, the, the struggles that they've gone through it's just not something that I had a chance to connect with at a at a young age and then when I got to an age where maybe I would be going to bars and and, and would be at a, a suitable age to go and, and sing these songs I was at an age where I just wanted to go and watch the football and have a pint so it's mm. not something I've really connected with but, but genuinely this is this isn't this playlist is something that's made me think that actually it is something that's important and something that I maybe do want to try and connect with a little bit more because it it's a it's a I've been I've been in bars with where there's been folk music before and unfortunately I just didn't know many of the songs but it's a beautiful experience to be a part of is to be there where yeah. like everyone's just singing the same song or there's just that kind of energy is just insane it's beautiful. beautiful we yeah. need it yeah we've just gotten rid of it as as society it's fucking awful mm. and now everyone thinks they can't sing because they don't sing because it's shameful to sing it's so frustrating i really hate it i really really hate it and i know it's easy for me to say because i'm a very good singer <laughs> but everyone should fucking sing yeah. like it feels good it's you're meant to do it it I don't know. I yeah. You should definitely get into it. Yeah. No, I think it will. I mean, it's such a. It feels like it's an important part of my culture, and I've never even been to Ireland. Like, mm. you know, Mum was born in Australia. She's um, yeah. I just, but 
but I love I love that part of my history. I think that's like what I connect to the most mm. in terms of culture. If I think about culture, that's that's what I that's what I'm proud of. Right. Um, and and as I said, I've never even been. I'm just fucking making it up. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but this is, this is a beautiful song. It's not again not something I'd heard before, but um, I really enjoyed it. And then yeah, maybe like I looked into like the. Do you know much about like the origin story or what the song's about? I don't. I'd love you to tell me about about that. So it's 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 actually it's, it's a song that was used to introduce a play. Actually, um, I don't know much about what the what the actual play itself, but the, the song is about um, uh, a prison. Obviously, like yeah, I'm sure you picked mm-hmm. up, it's Mountjoy Prison, which is a, um, a very famous prison in the middle of Dublin, and the triangle is a big metal triangle that the the screws the um prison officers would ring to signify certain events of the day so that initial ringing of the of the triangle was to wake them all up essentially and then mm. they'd ring it again when they like they get to like the next phase of the day when it's like you know outdoor time or meal time and stuff like that so and because it was in the middle of dublin you could you could hear it all around so that yeah wow so that's the that's the story behind it. Although <laughs> I looked it up on Wikipedia to find this out, and I did, I did a little bit more research, so I I, kn- I know that <laughs> um, what I'm talking about is right. But I want to try and find the person that wrote this article and see if they need help because <laughs> you know there's you know there's the the verse about the in the women prison there's seventy five women. Yeah, yeah. So. They've written here a, sec- a second level of the meaning is hinted in the final verse in which the singer imagines himself dwelling in the women's prison another more separation from his girl Sal these hint at the internal erotic fantasies that prisoners use to separate themselves from the harsh prison environment in this meaning <laughs> the old triangle becomes the female pedenda and the royal canal the vagina no it doesn't <laughs> which no no wrong no because this this is why I want to find the person because what what does this and I'm going to say he because it's definitely a man wrote it but what does he think is jingle jangling <laughs> I don't know about you but he really makes my old triangle go jingle jangle that's very funny that's not a phrase everyone that's so again. funny I, lo- <laughs> I love it when when people try to insert things into things that aren't Vaginas, um, you know, like we're just putting meaning into something that's not yeah correct. Just being like, oh, the triangle, the triangle's a pussy. <laughs> like, it's a fu- shut up, shut up. But it's, it's not that. It's the but here in particular, it's the dividing of the of the old triangle and the royal canal. They're two separate parts of the vulva. It's important that you and know and the that. banks of the royal yeah. canal. That's the labia along the banks of the. Imagine. I assume so. Yeah. That must be right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the banks it must be the labia, and the royal canal is the vagina itself, mm-hmm. and then the perhaps the jingle jack. Perhaps it's the clitoris that would jingle jangle. Perhaps she has uh, g- done the nineteen nineties trend of vajazzling. Uh, That's possible. That's possible. Who can say? Yeah, you know who can say? Um, as we, as, about Sal. as I've said, I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know enough about Irish culture, so I don't know if the jazzing was a big thing, you know, back in. It was. It was a big yeah, thing back I'm in the sure 50s. It was. Okay, cool. 
I think I think so. Yeah, in the fifties. Right. Yeah, huge. Okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Every gal was doing it. <laughs> At least I have that knowledge now. When I go to the bars and I have, I have something to talk to the old men about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, song nine then is a song that you would sing at karaoke so you've gone with it's all coming back to me by celine dion yes yes um i sing this song a lot have you ever seen a video of me singing this you followed me on the internet i haven't actually seen you sing have this you seen no. me singing this i sing this a lot i sing i have done this with huge big bands in edinburgh and melbourne at every single festival that i'm performing at there is inevitably a big fuck off show with a thousand people at the audience in the audience that has me singing this. I do every big note, and then when the audience screams for the big note, I say "shut the fuck up," and then it's just this fun like, and it goes for ages because I have to silence them before I'll start going again. Excellent. It's always really fun, and I really love this song, and I can sing the absolute fucking tits of it. So I, if I did sing karaoke which I don't because people don't want to hear singers at karaoke right but if I did if I decided I was going to do karaoke I'd be like fucking move aside here it comes it's Celine yeah okay so this is an incredible song if you're doing it you're going to dominate it that's the idea yeah I'm not going to get up there and pretend I'm not a singer if I'm getting up I'm up excellent I I love this choice (laughs) for that exact reason because I haven't seen you perform this but I've obviously I've seen you uh, singing in certain um, videos. <laughs> Sorry, this is an aside. I watched that one today where you singing about where you sing about wanting to fuck Aladdin, and I immediately oh yeah I immediately sent it to my wife because same. <laughs> she feels the same. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I wrote yeah. it. You know, I just wanted people to feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this choice because. <clears throat> I've had. I got to sing that song with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, by the way. Just an aside. Are you serious? Um, there's an, yeah, oh it was. They did this. Um, they invited me to come and sing with them, and they wanted to do one of my songs. And I was like, "Do you want to do this song about fucking Aladdin?" Yeah. And they were like, "Yes." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So incredible. I don't have the video up online. I, I mean, it's on the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra like streaming platform, but it's beautiful. They did an arrangement. It was. Oh, one of the best days of my life. I was like, this is silly. That is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, so like I've I've had a few people, obviously a few people do this um, podcast and quite a lot of the time people are very strategic with their choices because not everyone enjoys karaoke, not everyone can sing. So a lot of people are using their song as like, so I've chosen this song because it's in my range or I've chosen this song because I can sort of, I can do the rap part or, you know, I can sort of, shrink into the background but you've come in with a song and said no i can fucking sing and i'm going to sing and i love that yeah <laughs> i don't i mean i i i i am not humble I, i'm humble in i know what i can't do but i also know what i can do and i think life's too short to waste time pretending you don't know what you can do right you know yeah silly yeah like if there's no, there's no point in you sitting there going like oh I'm not you know I'm, I'm, I'm an okay singer when people have heard you sing yeah it's not true I'm really good I'm really lucky that I'm really good yeah. it means I don't have to write as many jokes <laughs> <laughs> it's very convenient yeah. I've, I've been talking about this a lot actually recently which like the idea of just being like just loving yourself and being confident in what you can do and it doesn't have to be like a skill or a talent it can be a character trait like I know personally 
I'm a very, very kind and empathetic person. And there's no point in me saying, like, like that's the most important thing, right? But there's yeah, and there's absolutely no point in me like pretending otherwise. Like that's a good thing for me to know about myself and hold on to when I'm not feeling great about myself. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why we we're so obsessed with flogging ourselves. I mean, I'm obviously because of Catholicism, but it just yeah. also like why are we doing this? Why? Why do we not want to like ourselves? I think that's something that we need to learn from Americans. They're very good at it, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's definitely like, and um, I'm sure Australia is similar, but it's a very very Irish thing to be like, ah, oh, no, not at all, no, 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 no. Yeah, Australians are like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we're very much. Well, I mean, we're you. We're mostly Irish, right? Like, there's a, we're, we're a lot of Irish convicts and. A lot of lapsed Catholics, and <laughs> um, I mean, there are like English people here as well, and and obviously Indigenous people. But um, unfortunately, our ancestors killed most of them. Mm. Um, but the, but they like we, now we've put this like incredible shame on them. Like some of the most fucking amazing, amazing creatives in this country. People are so racist here, and so not not only are they racist, but also like there's this like. Uh, Australian stuff is shit and like oh no what are you, are you just and you know it's on TV but it's just Australian TV like it's shit or whatever mm. it's like there's these amazing people and now you see them like reflecting on their own work like oh yeah no I just did this thing and it's like no you you fucking you, you're doing this amazing thing and you're doing it up against like this backdrop of a, a culture that has just come in and stepped all over yours and robbed you of everything and then blamed you for it like mm. it's yeah, I, I think it's th- that shame and that um, looking for the bad things rather than the good things reflects in the way that we we look at each other, and it just it's so toxic and so awful. And it that's something that I hate that we've done about we've done here because you know there was so much singing and storytelling. There is so much singing and storytelling in in uh, a lot of the indigenous culture here, and and like we just don't embrace it because we're afraid of it, and mm. it's so boring. Ugh, it's very anyway. Yeah, where you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of it's the English's fault as well. Let's yeah. say that. Yeah, I think, yeah, we, we can agree on that. Uh, yeah, Brit's out. Uh, song 10 is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you're you're going with Going to California by Led Zeppelin. Yes. Yeah. You know how I mentioned that I had, um, there were two best friends who I was very much in love with. Right. One of them, um, my beautiful friend Damien, who I'm having lunch with, I think, tomorrow. I, I can't wait to see him. Um he and I would lie on my bedroom floor as teenagers and I'd have my lava lamp on and we'd get high or get drunk and talk about like Tarantino films or <laughs> um, some sort of like art, some sort of high art that we didn't understand mm. and, and listen to this song. And it really reminds me of, it really reminds me of that time. It was a toss up between this song and That's The Way. Um and yeah, it just really, it really, it takes me right back there. It's so nice. I can feel the carpet on my back mm. um, and I just feel his presence and it's so, so lovely. It's a really, really specific evening. Like it's a, and it's something we did all the time, but it's this one one night just, you know, just being kids and, and, and feeling like the world is so big and you're going to get it right. And the, all the generations before you didn't and you're going to get it right. right. 
And that's the best thing about being a teenager is that you have all this hope. And I think we have to stop losing that. Mm. And I, it just feels it feels full of hope and full of opportunity. And I also feel so proud because I ended up doing what I wanted to do. And so many people didn't and don't and can't. And for whatever reason, and that you don't have to do what you want to do when you're 18, but it's so nice to think about that girl on that ground and I could go and sit next to her and say, you fucking did it. And those people on your walls, they're your friends now. Like, it's... I'm proud of, of of her and I'm proud of her for being like this little fat weirdo who like wasn't pretty enough to play the lead in any of the musicals and just still really fucking believed in herself and, and thought she was sexy and thought she was cool because she fucking was. And I just, yeah, I just owe so much to her. And, and when I lose myself, I have to go back to her. And then by extension, that's him because he built me up and he was my best friend and... Mm the people around me I remember one of my best friends said to me the other one the other one the one who showed me Arcade Fire he said I don't like photos of you because they don't capture the way that you move through the world and I thought what a wonderful thing to say to a person Mm. what a beautiful thing to say and I think about that all the time about different people when I see photos of people then I see them and I just I was so lucky to be surrounded by wonderful open-minded open-hearted generous people who want who cared about words and songs and um but we were all funny as well like we didn't take ourselves that seriously even though I'm just wanking on and wanking on in this podcast but we we really did we could have a laugh and and I think that has just really extended into into who I am and I I'm so grateful for them and and for that time and that carpet and that lava lamp from that discount store and this beautiful song and my shitty speakers that I listen to it on. Lovely. I've got nothing to add to that. (laughs) I was... I'm so sorry. I just keep giving you speeches, but I just... I really like this. This is a great idea. This is a great podcast. Thank you. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) Um, Song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person and you go on with Rootless Tree by Damien Rice yes like okay this is now what I'm realizing is this podcast has just become about a specific time of my life um but this song reminds me of um a few different uh friends but this one particular friend who is this beautiful beautiful girl who moved overseas and she did something and I don't know what it is she did something she's ashamed of and then she stopped talking to all of us. But we went to see Damien Rice play live together. And we loved this song. And we loved him. We loved the concert. It was beautiful. And this was a song we used to listen to all the time. And it was also a song that I'd listen to about, you know, and would cry about missing my my best friend and being angry that he was dating someone, even though I didn't want to date him. And mm. um, I think I was dating someone else. Like, it was just, you know, teenager stuff. So it meant a lot to me. And I went to... And it meant a lot to her too for a similar reason with somebody else. And now she's not in my life and she won't respond to my messages. And she showed up in my life once. She <laughs> she came to one of my live shows. She brought a blue man. She was, she'd was she moved to Vegas and was a singer in Vegas and, and was like, oh, this is my boyfriend. He's in the blue man group. And I was like, this is, I, this is fantastic. Like, great. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I just, I left it too long to reply and then I felt so bad that I hadn't replied that I just stopped speaking because she has a lot of anxiety she has a lot of weird sort of Christian guilt Mm. and and um she always thinks she's not good enough but she is and I just 
Anyway, she turned up and it was wonderful. She saw the show. We spent a great night together. She went back overseas. She didn't reply again. And I, I don't know what she's doing. I'm pretty sure she's back in Australia. I think she's in Wagga. I think she's in my hometown uh, because of COVID. She's a traveling vocalist. So I think she's at home with her mum. And I think that maybe that's embarrassing or um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But whenever I hear this song... I remember listening to this song and holding her hand and and just, uh, you know, I, I would forgive her anything. It, it, it wouldn't matter what she'd done. Mm. I would never judge her. She's such a wonderful, wonderful person to be around. And she's beautiful and she always thought she was ugly. She looks literally like Katy Perry. She's so beautiful. Her job, her first job out of school was a Disney as a Disney princess in Disneyland. And I just... I miss her so much and I'm so angry that she won't reply but I, as soon as she does I'll forgive her like I, she's forgiven already you know I'm I won't be angry the second I see her but I just I just wish I wish she wasn't there I was talking about this with a friend last night Eve my friend who I was saying um wrote that show I was talking telling her about this last night and we're talking about the grief that that happens when a friendship ends you don't talk about that very much and mm. I just yeah, it really reminds me of her, and I just miss her, and I, I wish that she was available to me in any way. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Have you lost a friend like that? Has that happened to you? Um, not like that. Um, lost a friend, or two very good friends, um, oh, no. last year. Um, oh. which I, I'm happy to talk to you about. I'm, I'm not going to include it in the podcast because, um, so, so yes, it's the answer to your question. Yeah, that's uh, that's awful. I'm so sorry. No, sorry. I yeah, I wasn't expecting to talk about that, but um, yeah, when you were talking about that, that's yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about that. So, um, yeah. So yes. But you're you're absolutely right. I don't think it's something that's really talked about an awful lot. Is that sort of that grief that you feel when you when you mm. lose a friendship or you, yeah, even if it is organic or so like over a period of time, it doesn't have to be an event that it happens. But you you can lose touch with people and sort of drift away from people, and it is it's a really tough thing to feel. And I actually I've been talking about this recently as well. I actually think that it's a much more common experience than people think. I don't think that's something that you go into life thinking an awful lot about because there are there are breakup songs, there are love songs, there's 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 music and there's media about everything that, that happens in life. But I've only started to notice now that that there are actually a lot of songs and there's a lot of sort of stuff that, that covers this experience of change in your life when you sort of have to move on or you're forced to move on from a certain period in your life or a certain yeah. era of your life mm. yeah it's a it's a very very tough experience and it's I, I th yeah when I say about the media uh, media around it so the sort of music around it it's quite easy to find breakup songs and things that are specifically relevant to whatever you're going through if it's a a loving relationship but it's it it feels a little different it's a little bit different difficult to to find that exact emotion captured in in music i think the, yeah it's out there but it's tricky 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really tricky. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a difficult thing, hmm. and we should talk about it more. But we should also just assume the best of people more, right? You know, and and feel safe to be assumed the best of. No, I think that would solve a lot of problems. Yeah. But then what would the internet talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, Yeah, I'm really glad. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, no worries. Thank you for listening. Um, Mm -hmm. If we could bring the mood up slightly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Rootless Trees, it's really funny that you picked this song to me because a little peek behind the curtain, I think you had like three, two different Damien Rice songs on the playlist initially. And then I asked, yeah, I said, you know, sorry, I should have said, you know, one, just one artist. And then, yeah, it turns out you've snuck in like all of Glenn Hansard's mates. But anyway, um, <laughs> Damien <laughs> Rice, she <Yeah. laughs> chose um, Rootless Tree. And this is the song for me that like, this is one of the, the, like, this is like a big song for me in terms of, I think this sort of summarizes how I felt about religion a lot when I was a teenager. Because I've I've, yeah, wow. I've two very specific memories associated with this song. One is when I first heard this song and he started singing "Fuck You," I was like, "Good Christian boy," and I immediately turned the song off because I was like, "Why is he? Oh wow! Why is he swearing? Why is he saying the bad <gasps> f word? That's not nice." And uh, I remember I remember speaking to like um, when I was in in high school. There was a uh, there were some kids that were like the year below me. And they were the really cool musical ones, like insanely talented um, musicians. And they were listening to different things and they liked Damien Rice. And one of them was listening to Rootless Tree. And I said, oh, I really, really like that song until it gets to the, the sweary part. And they were like, "This the swearing, that part's the best part of that song. And I immediately <laughs> just, you know, that sort of teenage angst. I was like, that thing you do where you're like, oh, no, I, no, I, I do like that bit. I, I like I like that bit where he swears. I don't know yeah, why I said yeah. that. That's weird. <laughs> I love the bit where he swears. I like swearing too. I'm cool. Um, so I remember that. And then uh, it must have been a couple of years later. I remember having this song on in the car with my mum, who is um, a very conservative Christian. And my brother knew the song and I put it on the um, aux cable and played a little game where I saw like how close I could get to the fuck you part without letting her hear that so she didn't pick up on the fact that there was like swearing in her car essentially I just remember <laughs> my brother's face as we're doing it because he was like shitting himself um, wow so yeah well there's the radio edit where he just sings you oh really have you heard <laughs> no, that no happened yeah that's very funny <laughs> yeah for the entire bar it's like um, yeah it's just you and all we've been to I said leave it it's just you oh it was a great song I'm really happy to like go back to it because it's it's fantastic um, yeah it's gorgeous and Lisa Hannigan on it is, is great as well um, so we'll move on again so song 12 is a song that motivates you yours is content by Bo Burnham Mm, yes it's very for I mean obvious reasons if you know my career but um yeah (laughs) it's it's that like okay I mean it it, it really motivates me musically it's very like motivating Mm. but also I think just looking at that looking at that show that he built during lockdown I definitely built my best show during lockdown um 
and just and just the the feeling of like you still have to do your job even though there's no one to watch it you still have to produce something because people are sad and they want you to do something mm. it really feels like you're building things you're going here you go here you go have this like it feels like you there's kids and you have to feed the kids um which is i think the the feeling behind this song but i really i love this song and i love this this show mm. this special it was very good i mean there's a there is a real element of like this rich guy is like living in this tiny house but like he's not that's his studio like yeah it's sure his like yes garage. he's got a lot of money and he's probably fine let's like chill out but at the same time like at, you can't hate art just because the person is successful um i really i think he's such a he's very smart he's a bit of a genius i think yeah i agree that that show absolutely knocked me for six because i didn't know what to mm. expect i didn't know what it was going to be i thought it was going to be a comedy special because you sort of expect that would <laughs> i mean it is a comedy special i know but it gets very bleak and yeah but I, like i think it's good because i don't know if i would have gone into the sh- i don't know if i would have watched the show if someone had said to me this it has funny parts but it's also a very bleak representation of you know how it feels to try and be creative in the middle of being mm. locked in your house um yeah but the way it transitions through the show means that i was i was along for the ride so i'm really glad it was built that way and i'm really really glad i watched it um it uh this song's this song personally is slightly ruined because my my friend macaroni prince who streams on twitch he's used this as his mm-hmm. uh his sub song oh okay that so you bit. hear it too much yeah yeah <laughs> and it it repeats so if you if like if you you know gift 10 subs it'll play it ten, not, not the full song but like that bit uh but look i oh, made yeah. you some content that part oh yeah 10 times in a row so yeah it's a little little traumatic to listen to it now <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's a great song uh song 13 is a song that someone introduced you to and you've gone with we didn't mean to go to sea by Declan O'Rourke yes oh this is a gorgeous song have you do you know this song I didn't is Declan O'Rourke famous to you I've never heard of this person before not to me but uh my my partner Tim who also twitches on the internet yes uh I'm not an online person (laughs) but um He's he's just okay at gaming on Twitch, and he's also an actor and musician. And he showed me this song. He put it on. We were, I think it was like one of the lockdowns, and we were drinking and eating some like exciting food and exciting whiskey, and we were putting on songs, and we were a bit tipsy. And he put this song on because he knew I'd like it, and it was so nice and I was immediately taken by this sort of Rufus Wainwright-esque vocals and these sweeping strings and just it's really theatrical and gorgeous and um, it was so nice that like so many years into our relationship Tim could be like here's a song that you will love Mm. Um, I really liked that it was really nice amazing yeah this song knocked my socks off it was insanely beautiful I and there, it's so good. There's some songs that I think, some songs that are similar kind of vibe where it can fade into the background, or if it's something you just want to like relax to, you can sort of have it on. 
we don't need to pay an awful lot of attention to it this completely yeah. lifts you out of whatever moment you're in and mm. you cannot help but be transfixed by this song yeah it's the driving strings is the da 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 it's so good it just oh, and then like the big swell like there's this big um writ just before the chorus that really just slows down and it's such rich strings and it's really stunning and I really like his stuff. He wrote this song, um, uh, uh, oh God, let me just have a look at it because you, I must mention it because everybody must listen to it. Okay. Um, and it's about like, I think these asylum seekers who were, um, famous in maybe the UK, but I'd never heard of them before. Um, uh, I'm just looking to try and find what it is because it, it, it's just so beautiful. I I will keep let's keep talking and I'll try and find it. Oh, maybe it is. No, I can't remember. Oh no, wait, it's not Declan O'Rourke. I'm being crazy. It's not Declan O'Rourke. I found it at the same time. Um, but you must listen to you must listen to Ghosts by Lau L A U. Um, I do truly apologize. It's fine. I listen to them both at the same time and they're on my same little playlist that I've made. Um, but it's beautiful. Anyway, Declan O'Rourke, very good. Song 14 then, <laughs> a change in direction. So a song you wouldn't expect to like is Falling Away From Me by Korn. Okay, I, I loved Korn. I still love Korn. I don't listen to their new stuff, but I if, if Korn comes on, I... I, I come alive I fucking loved corn in high school and it it I wasn't like a goth kid or like a metal kid I just loved specifically new metal it's very theatrical very camp mm-hmm. um hip-hop inspired beats just like silly <laughs> silly yelling but never screaming sometimes with an opera singer I, I liked Evanescence and I liked System of a Down and I loved corn so much and whenever i tell people that they're always like haha and i'm like no i'm serious <laughs> i adored them i could rank their albums i really really loved them and i was so horny for jonathan davis like i was obsessed with him which is so funny now to <laughs> look back on that time amazing do you know much corn there no no uh <laughs> and it's probably it's probably closer to what I'd normally listen to than a lot of this, a lot of the other stuff in your in your playlist. Um, yeah, right. Because I, I'm quite into like, I don't know if it's heavy metal, but like rock and roll kind of music. Um, so it felt similar to kind of stuff that I maybe would have listened to, but for whatever reason, it's just maybe slightly too into that metal <laughs> genre that I just didn't quite connect with. Um, oh, so good. Yeah. They're so camp. Very camp. Yeah. I find the vocal performance a little funny, to be honest. It is funny. Yeah. It's funny. Cause, yeah. Yeah. There's a certain vibe that's given, because it's, it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum to what we talked about with, like, Glenn Hansard and that kind of authentic emotion that he's he's given off in his vocal performance. And then you have Korn, he's like, falling away from me, which is just a bit, <laughs> of, a, a bit of a change in direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an eclectic woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, lastly then, song 15, a song you think everyone should listen to. Um, so you're going with We the Drowned by Lisa Hannigan. 
Yes, and it's a specific version of it. It's this live version of it that has all these gorgeous strings. Yes, it's fucking gorgeous. Sometimes I just make people listen to it. Sometimes I'll be sitting at work in the makeup chair and I'll just be like, do you like um, female vocalists? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to listen? Do you listen to a song you probably haven't heard? (laughs) I just make people listen to this song. It's so good. I really love the build of this and... um, and uh, yeah, I really like it. And it's all of these songs, all of the ones that are on this list are songs that I love singing harmonies to mm. in the car, in the bath, you know, around the house. Uh, and this is just really lends itself to just fucking having a beautiful sing, layered harmonies, big strings. Oh, very nice. And what a great title, Weave the Drowned. Mm. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So this is a song then, if you're if you're sick of putting on black pink to appease your friends this yes. is the one that you're like no yeah then i'll put this one this on. is my yeah this is my moment now yeah yeah we're doing it everyone shut up <laughs> listen to this shut up let's cry together <laughs> beautiful well that's it so uh thank you very much for, for coming on i really appreciate it well thank you thank you it's a it's a real treat um do you have anything that you want to promote or plug um, if you want to sit, I mean, you can watch, uh, if, if you're listening to this on the other side of the world, you, or, or any part of the world, you can watch the Double Denim special at sospresents.com.au, hmm. um, which is like my friend and I's comedy duo. We did this during the second lockdown for an audience of five people. We had a special government <laughs> grant to, to perform for five people. Wow. Um, and Tim's in it too. And that's pretty fun. Uh, it's an award winning show, so I guess it, it, it must be good. And then, um, apart from that, just, yeah, keep your eye out. Watch the Auntie Donna show on Netflix and just follow me on Instagram, I suppose. I'll be shouting about whatever it is that I want you to watch on whatever streamer. If you're in America, um, you can watch YOLO Crystal Fantasy on HBO Max, which is a show I wrote on but cannot watch. Oh. <laughs> just can't see it in Australia I can't show anywhere it's insane yeah lovely so that uh, yeah I'll just scream <laughs> just follow me and I'll, I'll scream sounds good thank you very much thank you and that's it for episode 10 of Mixtape Identity. thank you so much for listening yeah please go and follow Michelle go and support her wherever she's working and performing I reckon there's probably about three of you that are listening to this show that don't already know Michelle, but on the off chance, go and follow her, go support her. She does amazing work, and she's just, uh, yeah, an amazing human being, so go and support her wherever you can. If you like this show and you want to support it, we've got a coffee page set up now, so if you want to support the show financially, you can do that that way. Um, It's on on the link tree, way down at the bottom, so you do have to work for it. Otherwise, uh, leave a review, follow us on the socials, all that good stuff, uh, all the all the engagement, all the comments. It it just really helps build the build the show and build the community. So I'm very very grateful for all the support. I will be back next week for episode eleven. So in the meantime, look after yourselves, and we'll speak to you then.